Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. If you have a project around the house, big or small, don't use ordinary household glue. It's got the word ordinary in it. You need J.B. Weld. J.B. Weld epoxy adhesive. Made in the U.S. for more than 50 years. It's the world's strongest bond. Pros use JB Weld because uh, it fixes metal, wood, plastic, and more. They have products for just about any surface. I've always used this stuff, and now they're branching out. They're making everything. They're making the crazy glue and the epoxies and all the other stuff they didn't make way back in the day. So if you uh, need to do a little repair around the house, it's JB Weld when strength matters. Don't glue it. JB Weld it. JB Weld. It's the world's strongest bond. It's available at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, True Value, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Amazon, wherever and whatever. It's the best. It is J.P. Weld. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and loose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. You heard, Dick. It's time for the second month of Adam's Monthly Nut. This month's shipment includes... A three-pack of Gringo Bandito hot sauces from Offsprings, Dexter Holland. A pack of Herb and Lou's frozen ice cubes. One of Adam Carolla's unprepared balls. And, of course, a bottle of your choice. This $60 value is yours for only $25. Sign up for one month or keep the shipments coming. So prep your mails box and get ready for Adam's Monthly Nut. Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, and biggest celebrities in the automotive world. And now here's a recap of the Hot Wheels Legends event that Matt Neandri and I went to, plus a conversation with Chip Hansen of JB Welp. To the Hot Wheels event. Oh, Max Pat, I also took some pictures on my phone of Leno's 27 liter Rolls Royce Merlin Marine car um i imagine you did too mm-hmm. um down at the hot wheels event um he showed up in this thing now the thing that's kind of cool about this car is it's a like 30s rolls royce with a 40s i guess 40s merlin marine uh engine in it a 12 cylinder um it says rolls royce on the on the valve covers i'm not sure so here's what I understood about World War II, and I, I don't know everything Did about World War II. Did you see his license plate, too? It says World War II V12. <laughs> right. Uh, the thing that's interesting about um, Leno and, and this, this vehicle is a couple of things. And Max Bata, here's some homework for you. Okay. World War II history is the Rolls-Royce made a um, V12, and... Also, Merlin, and I guess Merlin Marine, and I guess Merlin 
made them for uh, the Spitfires and, and things like that. But I think the early P-51 Mustangs had like a, a Merlin Marine engine in them. But th- what really unlocked the performance was the Rolls-Royce V-12, as, as I recall. And, or there was another manufacturer who made a V-12, but it didn't unlock the power, that the performance that the P-51 was legendary for. So when... So this car, this Rolls, always just sat front and center in Jay's shop. Remember, always just yeah. sat there and always had the engine out and always had this giant engine next to it. And for years, for as long as I've been going to that shop, that car and that engine have been there. And Jay's always talking to me about the car and about the Merlin Marine V12 and blah, blah, blah. And now it finally got mated with the car. And sure enough, he took it out. But is... But it has a Rolls-Royce plaque on the valve covers. Yeah. So is Merlin and Merlin Marine made by Rolls-Royce? Because I thought those were two different engines. And now Max Pata can do his, and do I his was homework. Thinking about the so engine as well. The Rolls-Royce made it. The Merlin is what they call the engine following the company convention of naming its piston aero engines after birds of prey. Mm-hmm. So Merlin, they, use, they did use in the Spitfire the Hawker Hurricane, the Ferry Battle, uh, and uh, and other bombers, and then, but it's made by Rolls Royce, and eventually in the P fifty one Mustang. So the the one that went into the P fifty one Mustang first was an Allison, I think. Hmm. I don't know why, or my brain's just getting older. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So Allison V12 went into the P51 Mustang. They didn't get the kind of speed they wanted out of it. Then they put the yeah. Rolls-Royce Merlin Murray. How much power do you think is that engine's making? It's it's 27 liters. Yeah. Like uh I like I was talking to some guy yesterday about it and I was like, "What do you drive?" He's like, "BMW X3." And I was like, "That's 3 liters." And this is 27 <laughs> liters and two seats, by the way. Your, yeah. your BMW it's, has four. And it's funny because you see the pictures of, of Leno leaving. I was following behind him when he was driving away. The car is massive, and him and his buddy barely fit in it. It's so small, the cockpit. Right. And it, it's uh, massive. Now, somebody said that um, – somebody reached out to me, a friend on social media, and said – they said, I'm pretty sure – he's like, when I was a student, like – an art student, he's like, I visited Leno's garage, and 20 years ago, he had that engine, and it had a four-barrel carb on it. Yeah, now it's got a bunch of downdraft Webers. Yeah. I'm guessing. Who knows if it's fuel-injected. Whatever. It's crazy. But the thing I love about Leno is that engine sat there, and that car sat there for as long as I've ever known that guy, like front and center, next to the kitchen. It was the one like yeah. close to the kitchen. It's always been there. And now he's driving. He's driving. It. He's and had it for about thirty years. He's had the car for about thirty years. Yeah, I think. But it, I, it must be running for like twenty minutes because it's he crazy. Just, he just finished it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's uh, there's that. It so, sounded cool. Oh my god! It's it's a it's now. What were you asking? Horsepower? Yeah, I was kind of wondering what kind of power those things were making. Well, when they would do them. For a Spitfire or a P-51 Mustang, they were s- certainly supercharged. And I'm pretty sure they were supercharged for altitude reasons because mm-hmm. the, of the thinness of the air. Yeah. So, um, but I also think in a weird way, those things were probably more torquey than they were 
horsepower yeah. Well, if so you think of like a boat engine where it, it really kind of, once you get up to speed, your cruising speed in the boat, you kind of just sit at that RPM for, I don't mm-hmm. know, hours at a time. Yeah. You know? So, yes. uh, so uh, I'd say, hold on. Okay. I would say that thing in, in a Spitfire or in a uh, Hurricane or uh, in a... Uh, in a P-51 Mustang, I would say the horsepower, 27 liters, I would say the horsepower wasn't mind-blowing. I would say it'd be like around 500. Yeah. But I would say the torque was like like over 1,000. You think over 1,000. Yeah. I would say probably around 900. All right, so torque, 1,750 pound-feet wow. of torque. T- well, the display <laughs> – but Matt, the displacement is so insane. Yeah, it is insane. It probably – uh, about a thousand horsepower. Wow! So the challenge was he finding a gearbox that would work with the engine. When he brought it home, he had a Jaguar manual transmission hooked to the engine. Leno took the car for a ride, put it in second gear, and ripped the teeth off the gear. He didn't know what to do after that until a man named Gail Banks came along. Mm. And yeah, that built makes that's nice. Dumbo lucked yeah. himself into a transfer case at work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Gail Banks to the rescue. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Who do you like more, Pete Brock or Gail Banks? Oh, that's a tough one. I yeah. like I like both those guys. Isn't Pete's wife named Gail? Yeah, Gail Brock. We'll just make our own. Yeah, things are getting weird. We're gonna make yeah. one superhuman, <laughs> one super engineer, uh, designer, and engineer. So this guy <laughs> sent me a list of prices. He has like an Enzo <laughs> and a Corvette and a blah blah blah. It's also funny. Uh, okay. It's also funny that, you know, you meet car guys that are car guys. Yeah, he's a little high on that NSX. But you're not sure <laughs> how the car guys work. When I was doing Stern, Ronnie, the limo driver, is a car guy. <laughs> okay. But he's showing me a picture of his 95 Corvette pace car with, like, oh. the pink and the purple on it. I thought you were going to yellow, Ford probe. Yellow rims and stuff. And I'm going <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's yeah, cute. It's yeah, nice. It's nice. <laughs> you are a car guy. <laughs> um. So I was looking at this list, and it was like, ah, it's got a Testarossa, and it's got a Porsche. I guess some rich guy died, and somebody's selling the car. And I was interested in the price of the 935 uh, that won Daytona, which is the Moby Dick. And I looked down the thing at the bottom, and I found a 935, and I can't tell what the price is. Yeah, uh, it looks it, like four from here. It looks like four million bucks, but it's it's also I don't know. Take a couple seconds and make yeah. it clear. I don't know. Zoom in on it, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Well, you guys, you guys, riddle me this. Or you guys, riddle me this. There are twenty three cars. That this guy sent me the price on, you yeah. know, NSX and Ferrari yeah. 488s and stuff, all things I have zero interest yeah. in. Yeah. There is one car <laughs> that I did have an interest in, not because I have the money. I'm just curious what it's going for. And I asked him specifically, what is this car going for? Now, the NSX, I can read from here that the NSX is 145K. No problemo. Yeah. But the car I was interested in, I can't make out the number out of 23 cars. So I would just say mission not accomplished in terms of like (laughs) what? Max Patton, my life is weird that way, right? Very weird, yes. Like 
I, I literally, I, I just said, like, I want, I want to know the price of one car, and it's the only car that I can't make out the price on. <laughs> right. Can you, can you guys zoom in on that nine, that number 22 down it, there? It looks like a four, but it also looks From like here it's something four? happened to it. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I don't know if it's going to get any much, any better. Yeah. I can't tell what's under it. It's a four that, he was going to write winner, it looks like, because there's a W-I-N, but then he oh. writes the price. And I think winners four. Underneath. Looks uh, like four. I'm going with four. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. What would you like it to be? <laughs> six? Because <laughs> it could be six. It's not six. No, it, it, it's it, not it, written it looks six. like a four. It looks like a four. It looks like a four. Okay. And I don't know if there's more than one Moby Dick, uh, but at one Daytona, and I don't know what else it it won. It, it's, it's weirdly kind of an ugly car because of how long the rear yeah. is and the weird tail and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. we'll, uh, well, we'll keep you So posted. we don't know if this is the one that was at uh, Goodwood. And we don't know if the one at Goodwood was a real one or not or if it was more than one. We don't know. But we stood there for a while measuring mm-hmm. the wheels and getting tire sizes. <laughs> it's very important to us that we get wheels <laughs> yes, it is. and tire We're sizes. Like, in Europe, they're, they're doing it differently. Right. Everyone's running the 18s. Chip Hansen's on the line. He's the uh, CEO of JB Weld. Chip? Hi, Adam. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. Good How are you? Good to you. Good. Now, I, did I see you at SEMA or was that somebody else? No, I think we uh, you uh, you were walking the show, if I recall. I may have tried to pull you out of the uh, out of the aisle and come in and hang out with us. <laughs> I was walking around doing my favorite thing, looking at uh, uh, dustless uh, sandblasting units and bench vices <laughs> and stupid aluminum floor jacks, three pumps that's up at fourteen inches. You know all this um, stupid stuff, and then I ran into Chip at uh, JB Weld, and I was like, "Ooh, what do we got here?" And I did not know that they expanded their horizons as much as they did because I was always, you know, two-part epoxy metal repair from back in the day. And uh, Chip was more than uh, happy to explain to me all that was going on in JB Weld. And I was more than happy to get a box of swag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that's right. I mean, we still have the uh, the two part epoxy that the company was founded on, and it's still, you know, uh, to to us, it's our original Coca Cola formula. But we've got a whole series of uh, additional products, uh, you know, both in stick epoxy form and in syringes and silicones and and instant uh, products that all fit within the, the JB Weld banner and and kind of our direction to be uh, the strongest and best product when you need something. We were talking about, there's a couple things. First off, a sensitive question for you, Chip. <laughs> the term super glue for super fast acting strong glue, yeah. you may not like that because that may be a brand name, but people refer to that as super glue. Yep. Is, yep. I remember. Every, everything yes. is super glue because the guy who invented super glue gave the name away to anybody and everybody. Oh, yeah, so you right. just call it super glue. What a nice one Well, t- we, we call our super weld. So, oh, okay. Uh, we've taken it up a notch, and uh, actually, we don't refer to our stuff anywhere as glue because, really, glue is glue, and we're a step above that. So um, uh, ours is based on strength. The other s- super impressive thing I believe we're talking about is 
I'll use another name, but the polyurethane gorilla glue style stuff. It's great, but it foams. Yeah. You, it just keeps foaming. It, it oozes out. It like oozes when you, and it foams. Yeah. And, and I was like, it drives me nuts because I like the polyurethane stuff. I guess yeah. it's polyurethane, but I don't like all the foam residue and the ooze. And, uh, Chip was telling me they got a no foam recipe. Well, we've got, uh, products that work on wood, uh, both epoxy and non-epoxies that, that don't foam. And, uh, and as a result, you don't get that, uh, foaming that you've experienced with, uh, with the other guy that you mentioned there. Yeah, we don't like to mention yeah. his name. I got a question, though, about, you know, for the car guys that are out there. Uh, J.B. Weld's been in the garage for all of us for, for so long. We use it for so many things. But it always seems to end up on the exhaust of the car or the header or the, you know, or the uh, exhaust manifold of the car. Where are we now with a high-temperature, very sticky, can we fix a cracked exhaust manifold with your product? Well, interesting. Uh, you may be familiar with, uh, we made an acquisition late last year, a product line that was on Shark Tank called FiberFix. And actually, in that acquisition, what we've gotten is a really strong ceramic infused uh, with adhesive uh, cloth that you can wrap on exhaust pipes and it will withstand temperatures all the way up to 1600 or 1800 degrees, which is you know, really hot, and that's what happens up at the exhaust uh, head uh, area. So, yes, we have uh, we have through our FiberFix line a, a series of really strong temperature resistant repair products. Huh, I uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I love this story. What is the story of JB Weld? I know it goes way back, but and I yeah. know you guys are are newer than they are. But who's how, JB? Right. Yeah, so you know the folklore uh, is always great, but we're we're a fifty year old brand this year, and uh, and and so we can kind of think of ourselves as a fifty year old startup. But actually, as uh, as many uh, companies, JB Weld was started in a garage by a husband and wife team. Uh, Sam was uh, uh, an auto parts uh, uh, store owner and truck engine rebuild shop uh, on the back of his auto parts store, and he kept breaking off the mounting bracket where the truck engines uh, mounted onto the truck frame. And he didn't want to weld it with a torch, so he, in his mind, wanted to come up with something that he thought was a cold weld system. And uh, with the help of a chemist at Texas uh, A&M, they developed what has become uh, the original JB Weld, uh, our, our cold weld system. And uh, yeah. they, uh, they set out... Uh, Mary, uh, who took over the company after Sam died, would roll the two tubes in a box and put the instructions on it, and Sam would go into a hardware store or an auto parts store and sell a box. And like many of us, they figured out that was a lot better living than selling and rebuilding truck engines. (laughs) And so nobody really knows where the JB came from. Well, you know, the folklore goes something along the lines that the chemist that Sam worked with, uh, his initials were JB, so it was JB's Weld. That, oh, uh, we, ori- right. we originally settled on. So, uh, but that's folklore. I don't have any papers that say anything like that. But that's how it how it came about potentially. Are, are you guys going to be at SEMA this year? Yes, we're we're actually over there every year, and we're we're actually over on the apex side of that uh, show. If you're familiar with the two sides yeah. of it, one is 
you know, the place where you and I go to hang out and go, we, this is all the cool stuff that we wish we owned in our garage. And then on our side, it's really for the retailers and distributors where we, we uh, show new products to them that are going to be in the, in the retail channel. Yeah, we're going to be down there this year as per usual. And I think we're even going to do a car event as well. We are. We're going to do a live car cast show and an event, uh, I think, maybe uh. the weekend after SEMA. or maybe do a track day as well. But we'll, we'll definitely we'll, be by your booth with my swag bag. <laughs> He's going to be there well, like like a Halloween morning with this empty jack-o'-lantern <laughs> trick-or-treat. Just fill it up with we'll, glue. We'll send you another uh, care package here so you can have a whole, you know, you don't have to wait for Halloween. We'll get it out to you now. I uh, I love it. I use it. And uh, I just love, I love that the, I love the innovation, but I love that we're moving so like we're we're moving so fast with all these products mm-hmm. and it's and it's all again like you go into home depot now it's a cornucopia of good stuff yeah like good tools how good many fixtures. how many products are in the jb weld lineup now well we've got uh over 60 60 different items that both by size or uh, that's not Different types, but we've uh, we've expanded to over sixty items, and with the fiber fix uh, acquisition, we'll probably add another ten to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're we're rapidly rapidly growing out the product line. Hey Chip, thanks for joining us. I'll do a uh, spot for your product, and we'll see you over at SEMA. I uh, look forward to it, Adam. Look forward to it, Matt. And uh, uh, thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, Chip. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts.